time for the Jim Eskimen Podcast. Hey, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you listening. I've got something special for you today, but uh, a very intimate uh, and exclusive interview with my friend, jazz legend, Chick Corea. We were together on a Caribbean cruise, uh, both of us uh, entertaining, uh, and uh, I always love to sit and talk with him, and he seemed to enjoy my company too, and uh, I hope you enjoy this uh, short uh, conversation between the two of us. It's, it's pretty unedited. I just kind of let it roll. I should I should say, too, that it's not a mocked-up uh, impressions kind of exercise like I like to do on my podcast sometimes. I'm, I'm legitimately speaking to Chick Corea himself, <clears throat> not imitating Chick Corea as, I, as you know, I would probably normally do. In this particular case, we were there together, and we talk about music, and we talk about comedy, and, which is one of his interests, believe it or not. And uh, anyway, very special opportunity, and I hope you enjoy it. My conversation with the multi, multi Grammy winning yeah. Chick Corea. Great artist. Hope you enjoy it. Okay. Is there anything else? You want a cookie? Yeah, I'm good. No, okay. Just the tea is good. Just the tea is good. Thank you, sir. Bye. Oh, you got a tub. Got a tub. That's nice. Yeah, I got a tub. I never use it, but yeah. I, I use it to, to, to shower in. <laughs> well,. That was well, fun. That was fun tonight. I learned a lot, and I love the. I've heard you do the Scourgeman one you did tonight before a few times. That's part of your whole uh, regular, regular deal. I liked it. Oh, good. It was good. The audience liked it. The audience had a great time. I think they always respond really well to the Broadway stuff and that we did and yeah, cool stuff like that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I. I mean, I'm. I've. Uh, I came up. A, I came up a jazz snob. So. Broadway was always off limits to me. Yeah, kind of, kind of uncool and uh, <laughs> you know, um, kind of cliched, and that—that's what the jazz cats think. But of course, of course, there's uh, there's a lot of entertainment and beauty and great writing and great a lot of great stuff oh, yeah. in yeah. Broadway. But the, my my perspective on Broadway was through jazz musicians, because uh, the jazz musicians took the the composers of Broadway like Gershwin and and Harold Allend and. Uh, mm. Um, Irving Bernstein. I mean, Irving, Irving Berlin, Berlin. <laughs> yeah. and Irving Bernstein <laughs> to a lesser degree. And uh, <laughs> and the jazz musicians, you know, when they get a, a hold of a song, then they then they um, uh, do their own trip to it. So that's how I came up with uh, learning Gershwin, really, and those guys. So you just drill, 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 and do the research and go over the charts and. Well, no. Well, yeah, but the but I the but, the, but the main it's drilling. Is the service that fast? It is. I brought back the book. Oh, thank oh. you so much. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank children's you, songs. Okay, right. thank you. Want to close it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the the main the main drilling really w was was listening to and jamming with and playing with and learning from from my my hero jazz musicians. Miles Davis and Bud Powell and Charlie Parker and they all took those standards and did wild things with them. Yeah. In fact, Gershwin's Gershwin's um, I Got Rhythm. Yeah, right. And it's that particular song got grabbed up by the jazz musicians as a form. Not so much as a melody. Huh. They discarded the melody long ago. Structure of the song. But they mean? took the structure of the song, which is da 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 
da da da da da da da da do di do da do di do da 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 do da da do di do da do di do da 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 bridges da 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 and so forth, and it's an A A B A form. Uh-huh. It it repe- the yeah. first eight repeats, right. two eights. Then there's an eight bar bridge, which is a, a little different, and then it returns to the same form as the first. So it's A A B A, and that structure got taken and became practically the the basic structure of bebop. Charlie mm. Parker took that and wrote, and other composers of the era took that and wrote lines on them because if they went into the studio and recorded da 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 they would have had to pay the <laughs> pay the publisher for George Gershwin mm-hmm. but if they wrote their own melody nobody owned the structure mm-hmm. see yeah 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 you can't really that hasn't happened yet huh you know you can't really uh, there would be like i don't know like trying to own a certain poetic i am form yeah yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah. yeah i've heard of things like that that were like and this may just be black PR or rumor or whatever, that Bill Gates is so rich because he owns fundamental things like that that a lot of other things append themselves to. Could be. But I don't know. Yeah, that's that's the intellectual property world, which yeah. is uh, a little bit beyond me, even though I'm a composer. Yeah, it gets, it's interesting, too, when it gets into, like, uh, in my field of, uh, uh, you know, sometimes the videos I do, are, are they parody or are they copyright infringement? Oh. Yeah, even the first thing I did with Jib Jab that raised a big stink because it was based on the Woody Guthrie song "This Land Is Your Land." Oh, it was a comedy version of it. Was it satire or was it? In the, and the, the Guthrie family tried to sue. Didn't happen, but it was great for us because it gave us all this press. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. Funny idea. You can't really own an idea. I'm glad. And, and uh, actually, one of the great, one of the great tools. Uh, a learning tools of any artist or musician is to du- duplicate. Mm. Mm. You, yeah. you get you get your your the person who you want to learn from, and one of the first things you do is duplicate him. Yeah. You duplicate his his line and his song and his expression and so forth. You learn from that, and then of course you do you don't get stuck there and think that's yours because you know you're duplicating. So just like you 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 said in your in your. Um, Today's write-up, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You're a and man of many. Like, uh, <laughs> you're yourself, but you. Yeah, that's right. I multitask. Multitask. My identity. Yeah, yeah right. that's right. That's right. Yeah. I was thinking when you were saying that. I was thinking about it would be like if an if an artist said, "Well, you know, you're painting on a on a rectangle. I kind of do that. That's kind of my thing." And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kind of belongs to a lot of guys. <laughs> I wouldn't go too far. So that that structure that be- became the bebop structure, and and then that had a lot of life. Yeah, yeah. and it, and it still does. And yeah. So it's a, I, you know, it's a, I feel proud of of my heritage as a, as a jazz musician in that sense. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Oh. It's, it's a well placed pride. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's one thing I want to talk to you about uh, in particular. Last night when I was watching you, I was thinking about this. Uh, you are doing so many things at once it appears to especially to someone like me who's not musical I can't play any instrument and you're uh, in your case too you're playing what you're playing 
I imagine there's some improvisation and creations going on, but then you're also kind of managing the other musicians. You're you're communicating wordlessly to all of them. So you're managing that. You're doing air traffic control a little bit. Mm. And I wondered, you know, you've got a very broad span of attention. I imagine you're also cognizant and aware of the audience. And I wondered about that because I, like in my case, I have far less to manage than you do when I perform. Uh, but I am hyper aware of, and maybe too, because a lot of the stuff I do is comedy, and I'm trying to produce a particular kind of emotional effect. But that doesn't differ from what you're doing either. Not one so, iota. Not one so iota. I, so I figure you probably do have eyes on, eyes on that. Here. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the whole the to me the whole the whole story of a performance is the performers and the audience. That's the whole story. I mean, and. And if and if it's a really going to be a powerful performance, the performers, if there's more than one, uh, have to be a unit, and which means they have to be yeah. in communication with one another in Tight. present time, uh, as a group, which isn't always the case. It can, it sometimes can get mechanical with larger organizations, mm, mm. larger musical groups. But uh, certainly the audience can't be eliminated since they're the object of uh, of the receipt point of the communication. And doesn't that kind of keep that in fresh and in the moment too? It's happening now. They heard that. Good. Now wait till you hear this. Some somewhat somewhat to me. I mean, yeah. I, I I that's 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 a good question. It's it's something to play with because um um I I want to give something to them as a, to to my audience as an overall story hmm. and as an overall effect. Hmm. And so I can't be completely swayed by the moment-to-moment responses of the sure, audience. Sure, Even their applause. Sure. I oh, yeah. I can't No, be, you got to ride right over Yeah, there. I got to, yeah. So, so I can only really tell after the show is over, like right at the very end, mm. and I see what, how people are doing, and mm. sometimes after that talk, I, I like to I stay and talk to audiences. Uh, like after after my shows, if I'm if I'm not wiped by the end of the night, yeah, I'll just stay on stage, uh, and people come down front and we chat. Yeah, they ask me questions. I ask them, how'd you like it? How's the sound? And I, I see what their what their indicators are, and it's a good survey. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I wondered about that because, I mean, you you have a very I'm sure, very broad span of attention at any given moment. You know when a lot of things are happening, and you're so familiar with the world that you operate in. Of course, there's there's levels of that. Like for instance, I've seen uh, you you know this I know because I've seen you work with groups and solo, mm-hmm. which is when you have a, a partners to work with mm. that that are real simpatico mm. and you know real well. Yeah. It goes on a telepathic level. Exactly. When you have partners to work with that are maybe new to to the show or to the game or to to your life. To your languages, your common languages, is more signals to give, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. That's a yeah. good point too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I did this. I did some. Gosh, I did some gigs in Pennsylvania for a bunch of bankers in April, and I drove around and, and I How thought. How was that? Well, I, I had a lot of trepidation. It was just a nice corporate gig, so I wasn't going to turn it down. But it was mm. like. Six nights, different cities every night. I had to drive, you know, myself. And bankers. Bankers. The Pennsylvania Bankers Association. Mm. 
Well, and I people. thought they're people. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't worried, but I was like, hmm, I want to, and I, you know, I wanted to prepare a show or a set that was uh, a, a, little bit, a little bit defensive uh, because I wasn't sure: are these guys going to be hammered? Are they going to be like drinking wine and cocktails and like, yeah, or are they going to be? What are they going to be like? And so I, I thought, I think I want to construct a show that's very interactive, so that if I have to like deal in present time rather than just do a rote routine yeah. and be like kind of the effect of it because well it starts here and ends here and whatever happens in between I'm just gonna like, take it but I wanted to have so I worked in as many audience interactive things you know asking for volunteers having come up talking to them and yeah. you know be able to physically move them and whatever yeah and and that turned out to be a good choice they weren't big drinkers or at least they didn't show it in fact they didn't show much of anything <laughs> They were yeah. very conservative. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But, super but, solid. But but the but the people that came up then then. Uh, well, I had the, that was the other thing is they wouldn't volunteer for anything. Oh right. Hi. Hi sir. Come in. Hey, hello, hello. Come on in. It's tea time. Uh, and I found. Uh, I think. Uh, uh, let me uh, let me take, take that from there. Our tea has arrived. So it's, it's here. It's wonderful. And, uh, that's my that's green. green. Yeah. And he's made out caffeine. And that's yours. That's my spoon. And that's mine. And that's my spoon. And that's. Uh, I tell you what, you have that since yeah. I've already got one here. Okay. One napkin per customer, I think, is yeah. the way they do it here. Very good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah super conservative. And, uh, and and I, they would not, I asked for volunteers. These are all grown men and women. Nobody would volunteer. They yeah, would yeah. not come up. Yeah. And night after night, it was always the same. I'd have to go into the audience and go, all right, come on. But then they would, if I chose someone, yeah. then they would volunteer, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, we have a very, a very um, uh, unusual similarity. Well, not uh, about, about that, because in two ways. Well, first of all, in my solo performances, the second half of my show this past year, and I'm going to continue to do this. Uh, I, I call it uh, I call it true career piano solo uh, from Mozart to Monk to Korea, and, and basically I feature composers, and I and I mix and match composers. I put Mozart together with uh, Jobim, or mm. or, I'll oh, put, wow. uh, or I'll put Stevie Wonder together with uh, sh with uh, Scriabin. And and uh, just to just to 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 for fun, but also to demonstrate because I have a mixed audience, and there's some jazz fans, there's classical fans that come in, and whoever, uh, and I, it's to demonstrate to them that in my mind all of this fits, and it's all in PT. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. whether the song was written yesterday, or you know, 400 years ago, or or whether I'm improvising it. Now it doesn't matter. It's just now is the moment. Now you put all this stuff together and makes a story and so forth. And you have Scriabin talking to Stevie Wonder and mm. and me me bringing them together mm. and in my imagination and so forth. So so that's kind of fun. But after a whole set like forty five minutes um, of of me doing that and the audience is quite pleased. They're they're, they're applauding and I take a break. I can f I can sort of feel that you know they've had enough piano solo for the night. It's like one sound coming at them. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. What do I do now? So for the second half, after I play one really bravuro virtuosic piece mm -hmm. to 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 cause that effect, mm -hmm. then 
I've been inviting people to the stage. And what I do is I invite people, I invite them, I tell them that there's a game that I, that, uh, that I used to play with, uh, which is true, with, with my many, many cousins when I was a kid, because my dad is one of mm. 13 children. Wow. And, and they were all aunts and uncles, and there was a bunch of cousins. Oh my gosh. So we used to get together in the basement with, um, with the one upright piano, and there were a, a, a bunch of aunts and uncles that, that could play, and and we would uh, play. I would play mostly the game of of, of ma making fun of them by playing songs uh, that portrayed them. Funny songs, oh, little like portraits. The, yeah, little portraits. There's a guy. Yeah, caricatures. There's a guy walking across the the cellar floor, and uh -huh. I play a funny melody, and uh, it gave me the idea to do portraits. Uh, musical portraits to improvise musical portraits so that's what I do I invite someone out and I say who would like to come up <laughs> to have their portrait and and oh it might take a little me mm -hmm. explaining but then finally someone raises their hand I bring them up on stage and I and I do it and and uh, it causes all kind of reaction oh and what my a, God, I'm sure reason and <laughs> reason why I'm saying this is, uh, and then, and then after that, I invite pianists up on the stage, and mm. we do we improvise duets. And they come up and they say, "Well, can we play summertime?" I say, "No, no, <laughs> this is improvisation. We're going to really just improvise." And I score, throw my hands on the piano, yeah, and I validate yeah. them, and I bring them to a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what reason why I said that is that what it does is it breaks the barrier down, and it in in, in invites the audience into. Into my world and um, and present and time, right? Yeah, there. and because my otherwise my music, even though I'm not serious about it, people listen kind of seriously. They mm. they they go they they I don't maybe if they're not oriented or they don't they they don't just receive it what it is because it's just piano music. See, I'm not telling jokes. I'm not singing. I'm not gesticulating. I'm just moving my fingers across the piano. <laughs> you know. So I th this this was a this was a, um, a a really something that that I that I I can do that I that I have fun doing because I'm not a singer. Uh, I try and tell a joke every now. And I know you. I think your your stuff. I want to talk to you about that too because yeah. you're you've got a great appreciation of comedy and stand-ups and stuff. I know that's one of your interests. Oh, and I big think time. you've gotten really great at. at at presentation, presentation and talking on stage from the stage and, oh, and being light and Thank very you. funny whenever you want to be, uh, and it's great. Well, it's a, it's a goal of mine. I, I'm, I know. I'm so glad you you uh, noticed that there was some improvement. Absolutely. Last night, um, no, this morning I had a I had a I had a sleep in morning, so I slept well. Before I got out of bed, I came across, uh, you know, w one of my favorite. Okay, the, the 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 comedians of my era mm -hmm. are 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 my favorites. They're so just, that's who. They're just all heroes to me. Yeah. And Don Rickles is Don one Rickles. Of, is one of my favorites. So also he, very interactive, totally interactive, hundred oh, percent. I don't think he had an act. Yeah. He just had you know a gig. He 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 was amazing. And and uh, um, uh, so I've I've just watched several times all the Dean Martin roasts. The, the roasts are, are great because yeah. there they are all, all lined up and they're you know you know <laughs> but but I came across one last night I never saw before the Friars roast and it was Johnny Carson who uh -huh. was who was the the host right and it, 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 we, they were roasting Don Rickles oh and boy. so Johnny and Don have this relationship you see yeah and there was Milton Berle, Henny Youngman, uh, um, uh, uh, 
Chet Huntley, of all people, who, who's a newscaster. <laughs> yeah, I remember Chet You know? Uh, he doesn't fit in that group at all. No, but he, he was, was hilarious. Was he? Did well, he joke? Well, you know they what joke? they do? They, the, the, um, they have writers for these roles. Oh, okay. And the writers... Was it broadcast? I guess they filmed it anyway, so yeah, it must have been broadcast. It must have been broadcast. The, the, the writers are brilliant, see? See, so guys like Chet Huntley, all they have to do is read their lines. Yeah, like they, they do on the they, news. They tell the writers, you know, Chet Huntley is coming, and, and the writers are brilliant. They know who he is, and they, they devise a perfect thing. He got a lot of laughs. But you know who got almost the, the most... Well, the most laughs were on that particular one were Don himself. He got up at the end, and he just roasted everybody oh in the room. Yeah, you couldn't and, top him, I'm sure. Yeah, he was great. But, but next to him... Well, Johnny was pretty sharp too. John, Johnny is never se second up it, you know. But the the sleeper was Henny Youngman. Ah. He totally blew everybody away with these one-liners. Huh. <laughs> anyway, I'm a big fan, and I think I think that that presentation and that uh, affinity that existed between those mm. that era mm -hmm. of comedians Very special. was just top, 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 yeah. tops. Yeah. You just don't see it anymore. It's just it's not. It's gone. Yeah, it's I've been crazy. watching a lot. I've been I've been watching them too. The Dean Martin stuff because of Rich Little. I've been still studying Rich Little and looking at his routines. I yeah. met him recently a couple oh, times. Oh really? Yeah. In fact, I did a drawing of him that I made. And, oh. Because he he sketches. He's he's an artist. Oh. So he sketches. He's got a book out where he sketched all the guys that he had experience with. And in his case, like like I do impressions, but I do impressions. It's so secondhand because. I don't know these people. I know like maybe I've met maybe two of the people whose voices I do. He knew very well Jimmy Stewart, Orson Welles, Jack yeah. Benny, all these guys. Yeah, he knew them. Yeah, and uh, that's different because then you're getting the, the pure stuff. Exactly. And and you know you hang out with them, you have drinks with them, whatever. You go on vacations with them. Who knows yeah. what? So those and and those things are such great documents. Those crazy shows. They are They're so corny and silly, but obviously. You know, all those celebrities, they had nothing to do that day. They're being paid a little bit. They get free dinner. Free, they get to drink and hang out with one another. Yeah. And that fun shows through. And it's Great format. A down, to, down to earth. You see them straight ahead, yeah. not on a great day. And they day. do them now, I think. I, I've heard. But they're very uh, tainted by, uh, I think, the current kind of style of comedy, which is more abuse, actually, to mm. me. I mean, it's kind of like degraded stuff and so they when, I, when somebody gets roasted it's like character assassination it's oh, not yeah, fun yeah. it's like yeah. who can be the filthiest who can be the most I yeah. wouldn't want to have anything to do with it I don't know why guys even participate I think Bill Sh uh, Shatner William Shatner did one time but he's also he likes to fight so I think he, his belligerent side probably mm. came out but yeah Any, anyway the the, the, com the comedians are the uh, keepers of uh, freedom of expression and uh, hmm. unseriousness mm -hmm. and um, just a lot of a lot of feeling you yeah. know yeah well your music makes me laugh quite often and I was you did the children's songs the other night this beautiful arrangement with the band and I'd heard the children's songs before I think a couple of years ago I heard you play them just by yourself and it was devastating to me and one thing that I admire, and I'm, I'm um, you know, I could talk about it for days, but I'm, I'm jealous of your ability to do it, just because you're so alive in that way. 
but you create a uh, with that music and even with those very simple songs maybe especially with those simple songs this rich tapestry of emotions among other things because mm. like the first one the first children's song starts off and it's like oh gosh yes childhood oh gosh just a kind of playful thing but it also has for me that kind of the uncertainty of childhood the hmm <laughs> how's this gonna go <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that is like uh, they never talk about you, you know mm-hmm. even children don't talk about it. Right. it it's sort of we're like trying to just cheer up children all the time and yeah. isn't this light and fun and yellow and cool yeah. and colorful and you know but it's like underneath it all it's kind of like mm. you know I really don't have any power yeah <laughs> I'm not gonna have any power for a long time yeah what's happening what's happening here? why don't yeah. people explain things to me please <laughs> like me because I don't know what I'd do if you didn't <laughs> yeah so all that is mixed in there too, and then all the other aesthetic, wonderful things. Uh, anyway, well, but I, I I just know that you like to make people laugh, and I know you can make people laugh with your music. That's one of the emotional effects that you can create, and I I dig that because I I can't name a lot of musicians that aren't overtly comedians, like Al Yankovic maybe who writes comedy songs, you know. But other jazz musicians that can like bust up a group, oh yeah, with music. Yeah, I, I can't think of any. <laughs> I'm sure they exist, but I don't know of any. Well, th- those are my <clears throat> those are my three kind of personal artistic uh, uh, pleasures and and actually goals, and and I'm accomplishing one of them, which is uh, in music. But the other two are uh, as a comedian and and as a uh, <laughs> as a painter and a great yeah. graphic artist. Yeah, you're a wonderful graphic artist. I've got artist. I've got that. So you're still doing that? Oh yeah, I've yeah. got the beginnings of it. I carry stuff around with, with me, even if I don't touch it. I'm, I, yeah. I just, I just, but but when I touch it, I know that I could go. I, mm-hmm. I, I know, mm-hmm. I know. No stops. I know that I could go. I, I just need to sit with my materials and figure them out because I've got way too many materials <laughs> right now. I keep buying materials as like, a substitute for actually doing these it. digital materials. Or everything. Everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, physical. Actual. Physical. Oh yeah. I I'm carry around. Uh, I carry around a whole. Oh, that's so cool. Thing of uh, pastels and, really? and watercolors and uh, oh. uh, uh, every, every time I every time I see a see a new a new. Oh yeah, a new pen. Pen, a, a colored pencil. I get it. I have. Do you I have, have those uh, kind of uh, watercolor pens that have a kind of a brush at the end? Yes. Those, uh, yeah. Oh, those those Japanese do great yeah. at those. Yeah. There's a there's a uh, uh, there's a store in on the Ginza in Tokyo called uh, Itoya. Uh, and um, it's seven floors of mm. stationery, and uh, the fifth and sixth floors used to be just purely art, art stuff. So I used to just that that would be my mecca every time I would go to to Tokyo. I would always mm. visit Itoya. Now they've renovated, and and they they've shishied it up, yeah. and it's more like boutique kind of stuff. So I have to go to the old store now to find the stuff that I like. But I I like. I like uh, any anything I can make color and draw yeah. with and soft lead and and uh, yeah. So those are those are my three um, things. Just that, those. That, hmm. Well, <laughs> to start out with, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also actually, you know, what creeped in recently? I was walking around and um, and realized that that I'm I'm incredibly interested in how you put how you take rocks and earth and metals and 
things and minerals and water and whatever from the physical universe and make stuff like this. Mm, mm. Tables, Tables things, you know, yeah. carve wood, yeah. put put a wall up, uh, machine machine a, a ceiling like this, uh, and then and then grander stuff and all kind of stuff and the use of stone and especially the use of stone. I love mm. the use of stone mm. and and marble and and um, how how you build a wall without without mortar by by using the weight of the stones. Mm-hmm. You know how they do in uh, Europe a lot and. Uh, and in Japan, they build without nails a lot. The woodwork. That's right. Done, right. That's right. right here. So that's an, that's another one. That'd be number four. I don't know where that'd yeah. fit in architecture or whatever you want to call it. Building, yeah. like actually, design. Yeah. D- desi- design. The, the integration of art and use usage. You know. Yeah. Like the Sea Org does. Just yeah, like this place right here. Yeah. 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 That's so cool. That's great. Well, I'm sure you have a lot of questions to ask me, so I wanted to make myself available too. You know, so. I do. <laughs> I, I, I mean, uh, we have so much in common. I know we do. Yeah, we, we do. Getting up in front of audiences live. I mean, the, um, like, how do you deal with uh, just as a as a general thing? How do you deal with like I'm I'm trying to deal with this. I spent my whole life pretty well steeped in just the art form itself mm-hmm. and I'm not I don't consider myself dumb or stupid or naive but but I never really learned learned uh, the the deep business side of, of the music you know like like intellectual properties and oh. publishing right uh, uh, I, I, I've had so many recording contracts, 40 and 50 page recon- contracts I could never read through yeah. so I would always need a lawyer to tell me sure. about them sure and uh, and the the booking of my gigs gets gets negotiated by representatives, right? And th- this kind of thing. I'm always huh. like one or two steps removed oh, yeah. from the physical business, uh, my physical business, and and uh, and so I, I feel a little bit um, uh, not helpless, but I I feel like not causative, you uh-huh. know. And Detached, now. Right. Huh? Detached from yeah, they detached, and so now now that I've got a whole bunch of new ideas about stuff that I'd like to do, like we were discussing the other day, mm-hmm. my whole attention is focused on h- how do I take these ideas and and get people interested because they they're they're new ideas. If I just brought these ideas to like a, a record company or a movie producer, mm. they would say, well. Uh, what's it like? Is it like mm, anything right. what, I know? What other said, thing well, is it like? Sort yeah. of. I mean, it, yeah, yeah. you know. And then, but but then, even for stuff that even for stuff that I I've already got made, songs, bands, uh, great music in the can, all that kind of stuff. How to market it mm. in, in this day and age is uh, is now my um, adventure. Yeah, yeah. We're in such a unique time. I mean, it seems like what I've noticed is that there used to be a time <clears throat> when you'd think there is an authority on this thing. <coughs> like, like there would be, you'd say, well, how do you put up a show? How do you make a movie, let's say? How do you make a television show? And there would be like, well, you know, this group, this this network knows about it. These guys know about it. These agents know about it. I think that's all been just. If it ever was true, 
I think the the cover's off of that now. I think the the masquerade is over because nobody knows a damn thing anymore about what's going to work. How what's the best way to market something? What you know, we're learning now because all the metrics are exposed. Metrics? Uh, yeah, the ways to measure. Oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean the statistics of exactly. this and that? Yeah. I mean, it's suddenly you know you can like yeah. find out incredible information. Right. And but it's like wow, it's almost like what's important? Then you have to find the importances. Yeah. So you know, it's just like the great thing about that is for people just starting out, if they're industrious, in my field and probably in yours, if they just get busy as artists and start cooking along, they can get a following, and it's you know they can have fans in Switzerland, and they are live in you know Lexington, Kentucky. They've never been out of the town <laughs> out of the yeah. state they can have people in Denmark who are like oh this is terrific I love your music so much I'm writing to you and they'll mm -hmm. bump your buy your stuff or they'll keep in common with you or whatever yeah so I mean that doesn't that doesn't really address your question very specifically well you know I ju for the moment uh, as you were speaking I, I I sort of answered my question uh, I mean not that I'm not going to ask it again well, but, I, I, but, you but the, the, the current answer. the current answer <laughs> To my own question is is a, a realization I had, which it floats away and then I have it again. Hmm. Just you just think back to the uh, is primordial the right word? Like the first time, the first time a, a person decided to uh, entertain another person. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> probably primordial. Yeah, some, you think back <laughs> way, to that. Way you back. Know? Yeah. It's like like the performer. Yeah. And that that person over there is an audience, and he made him laugh, or yeah. made him smile, or it it went it went above, you know, making a deal or hitting him over, hitting each other over the head or right. something like that. It went into an aesthetics. Right. It went into an aesthetics. Well, well, that that relationship between the performer and and that audience, whether it be one person or many, it, as soon as the performer thinks to himself, how can I get him to pay me for that? It sours. It, it sours. Curdles. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's so, it's it sours. Yeah. Uh, but but the but the and and so it's true. So that so it's true that that um, being able to maintain the the childlike innocence of just creating and and wanting to to give that entertainment to someone else and and others and and see them receive it happily, you know has to be protected hmm. but then there's survival mm -hmm. and and you see mm -hmm. and unless someone's coming around unless the unless the person who's listening offers up something to you on his own volition then some kind of third party has to come in yeah to make a deal yeah that's traditionally it right because yeah, yeah that's the way it goes yeah because right? it's too hard to shift to go from you know what you're doing. You're thinking of these ideas. You're putting together Scriabin and <laughs> Stevie Wonder, and then you've got your watercolors over here, and that's where you should live. Uh, so you should have another. I'm sure over the years you've had different kind of people that handled those. Yeah, for I've you. been I've been in and out of it. I've yeah. been in and out of it, and it's it's it's. Is it all it's, in your life it, now? It's it's yeah. At the moment, I'm running my own scene. Wow. And I find wow. it difficult because uh, uh, because I'm not. A deal maker. I yeah, just, yeah, I, you, you know, be. the way the way I make a deal is uh, I made I made a deal. Actually, I made my first deal recently. <laughs> oh, 
I mean, deal meaning I made yeah. I An talked agreement directly to, to the promoter of a concert because I knew him and he right. was local, and I knew he knew me, and I wanted this particular gig not to make money, but because it, for other other mm -hmm. uh, actually really nice reasons, I wanted to play this particular uh, theater at this particular time on this particular day, and I knew I could. Uh, uh, and he was the local promoter that I knew. So I thought, rather than go through uh, a, a usual agency, I'm going to book this myself. So I called him up and we talked, and we, we, we know each other. And when we got down to the, to the numbers, I said, look, I just want this to be a win-win situation. <laughs> Good line. Good that line. was my big line. <laughs> I want to be happy, and I want you to be happy, and I want to help you, you know, whatever, you know. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of cool because, because he knows me well enough to not get shifty, and what he did is he presented a bunch of pure numbers to me. He said, well, this is, this is how much, this is how many seats are in the house, and if we put the ticket price here, this is what the expenses will be, and this is what could be the, 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 the profit at the end and what I could offer you. But if you put the ticket prices up, you could get more. If you bring the ticket prices down, you get less. And, and I could think with that, you know what I mean? I thought, well, let's go mid-range because mm -hmm. I want everybody to come. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, yeah. and we made a deal and yeah. I signed off on it and I was very happy with yeah, it. You that's know. great. I don't know how, you know, yeah. if that would uh, do for all of the kind of gigs I play, but... Well, that's the thing, you know, that's a whole... It's an art, really. And you've got that special situation where you know that guy and if you had to go, all right, you know what, this is getting out of hand, i got to turn this over to somebody or... Right, right. Or, hey, wait a minute. You, know, you could see the indicators probably change or whatever very easily. Yeah. You know this guy. Yeah. Somebody yeah. else might be a little more tricky. Yeah. I, I, I look at it as like it's another skill. So you have, you're on the learning curve of that skill then at that point. You have to be willing to go, well, yeah. am I willing to go through the, the growing pains of this or do I want a team or somebody that already knows a lot about this that I can hire, you know? Yeah, well, I don't know about that. I don't know if that could if that could be done like that. No. No, I mean well, maybe I'm the wrong. skill. You you let's, let's the skill of negotiating. Some yeah, people yeah, like I, they've done it all their life. You yeah, know, like, they yeah, I know. But see, what uh, I, I don't know if this is a, a workable or an unworkable thought. But but when when I hire someone or or give someone the authority to represent me. To someone else, uh, mm. they have to represent me. Otherwise, it's not totally kosher in my mind. Sure. So if they're if they're applying whatever skill they've learned to negotiate in a way that I wouldn't, it kind of still rubs me kind of funny. Right. Right. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Totally. Totally. It, it, so yeah. so there, there's a little point there. I know the skill that you're talking about, and and it, it's it's basically you know. Uh, well, we need we need we need two hundred, and then and then the guy on the other side says, "Well, we can only offer you a right. hundred. Yeah. Say, well, okay, well, we'll take a hundred and fifty or something like that. You know that <laughs> that kind of classic back and forth. Yeah, that that, yeah. that kind of thing. Well, I don't know. And two, you know, with you and your stature and your your reputation and experience and so forth, then it's a whole different thing. But uh, you know, for me, I don't know. I mean, I just, I just, for me, I would be happy to have someone take that off my plate. Like I have commercial agents that do that for me, 
Well, if I was your if I was your if I was your manager and mm-hmm. I was going to yeah. be the one making the deal, I'm your friend. We've known each other for years. Mm-hmm. I I know your ethic, and I know I know your your creation. I know yeah. you. Yeah. And uh, what I what I would do is I'd say, okay, Jen, I'm. I'm uh, what are we going for? We're we going for this uh, movie or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. All right. And this this producer. Um, what do you want? What do you want to do with this? What do you? What do you? What should we go? Yeah, so I would look you know, at like yeah, what, what? What have I gotten before? How big a project of it? If it's like a really high profile project, I'm like, well, yeah, it's I, high profile. Okay, it's well, really, I, don't, really I don't need to make a ton of money then. You know, I. Oh. Uh, you know, I may maybe take what they offer. Oh yeah. Well. Or you know, sometimes I'll tell my agents, you know, see, I see if you can bump it up a little bit but I'm happy to do it it's not a deal breaker yeah. if they can't do that yeah. if you can that's great because sometimes they I, that's, I, I yeah, guess okay. I feel like they have an arcane kind of <laughs> method sometimes well good so then I out. so then I know that and I talk to the guy and and uh, and I might not say I might not say completely what you just said uh-huh. I just kind of feel him out and I want to do the, the, the best for you but I want him to win too uh-huh. but I want to represent you right you know Jim's an easy guy but you know He's an amazing talent and blah blah, and I'd have to do a, 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 a PR job thing yeah. on him. Yeah. Have you seen this that he does? <laughs> you know, what I mean, uh, uh, what do you, you know? He said, "Well, this is what I can offer," and I say, and I, and I, it finally comes to that. The conversation can't go any further. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So I bring that back to you. I say, "Well, look, this is what they'll do. This is what they'll do, yeah. and then you okay it or not?" That's oh, usually how it works. Yeah, right? that yeah. is how that one is exactly how it works. <laughs> it just worked that way yeah. recently. Right? <laughs> I went to New York, and it was a show that I I thought was a really high-profile good show that I personally enjoyed and they were only doing local hires which meant they were only gonna hire out of people that lived in New York City so I said well hell with it I'll just I'll just yeah say I'm a local hire I'll fly myself out I'll put myself up maybe a friend will put me up right and I'll, I'll you know I know New York it's fine I feel like I'm already there anyway and so I, I spent more than half the money I made in the end or pretty close to that, broke even. Yeah, yeah, but hotels. I did, but that's worth it. Yeah, the hotel. I, and I went to the shittiest hotel I could find, which was ter- oh, a mistake because my morale. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. oh. I won't do that again. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, I'll just it's just me alone. I'm not taking Tamara along. I'll just right. stay at this crappy place. It's near the set. It's a block away. Oh, oh yeah. it was very very demoralizing. Yeah. <laughs> you know where you have to sit on the bed to to be at the desk. That's oh right. Oh, that's right. too yeah. small. That's yeah. Too small. Yeah. But but it was worth it to me because I, anyway I made that exchange with it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Well um, yeah, it's, it's an adventure. So but you've had people for years that did this stuff for you, and now you're taking yeah. it in house because yeah, uh, it just feels never, right. It's now. just never quite worked out. Really, there's oh. just uh, uh, other factors that came in uh, a person's other goals. Uh, yeah yeah. Uh, Cross purposes. How. how how like like how competent uh, uh, they were, or how, uh, how basically years and years ago the the question was how trustworthy yeah, they, yeah. they were. Yeah, yeah, uh, You yeah. know, so it's a constant change. But um, I have a little crew around me now, a couple of guys that that are really good, that uh, that help me out, young guys, and uh, I'm learning my business, yeah. and uh, I'm kind of enjoying it. Cool, man. I'm just sitting in jail. John with you. Yeah. 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 Right. It's getting late. Yeah. Yeah. But that was that was cool. Yeah. We're well, good. Shut this off. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, chick. Yeah. Thanks. Jim. Love you a lot. And uh, every time I see you, well, I just think. I mean, you're my you're my artistic hero. I'll tell you that. 
absolutely are because of the because of what you do and the people you reach the effect that you create that is something that is the shit in hmm. my opinion if I get, well, I love the fact that you can go to Tokyo tomorrow and fill a hall of 6,000 people and they'll be blown away I can't do that music is a different music thing. is the music is the thing yeah and I, I, I realized that a little I late this lifetime that I go ah oh, the penny dropped uh, you know that thing that you love so much <laughs> that would have been a good thing to really uh, hone in on so that's fine you know I got a big future ahead of me as long as I don't open my mouth when I go to Tokyo or, or Hong Kong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, actually, actually, I uh, actually uh, we could have ended there, but I just yeah. want to tell you actually what I what I do is I, I I've decided rather than not talking to foreign speaking audiences, I just speak English yeah. slowly. Sure. And and they get it. Yeah, yeah. I, I say it simply. And they get it, and they appreciate it, and I and I keep the comp cycle going. Perfect. Yeah. All right, man. There you go. That's my interview with Chick Corea. Thanks a lot for listening, and I uh, hope that you got something out of it. I hope you got some value out of it. I sure did. And I will talk to you again real, real soon. Please uh, leave comments. Let me know what you think of this podcast and some of the others I've done. If you have any thoughts, any suggestions, I would love to hear them. And thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate it. And, of course, thank you, Chick.